Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Goonies 2. Goonies 2 was developed by Konami and released in Japan in March of 1987, in North America in November of 1987, and PAL territories in December of 88. Ah. Always a year late. Oh, yep. And a dollar short. Now, this game was a sequel to the first Goonies game released only in Japan. Right, right. Although it was selectively released in the United States in some arcade situation. Right. I actually saw it. And it was found in the Versus arcade setup. Is that how you saw it? Honestly, I don't remember. I just remember it was at a showbiz pizza. I gotcha. But it was also in the Play Choice 10. I think it was in the... I remember being able to choose between... Then it was a Play Choice 10. The Goonies or Super Mario Brothers. Possibly. I I chose Super Mario Brothers. Now, I would like to take a second to discuss the Versus Arcade cabinets because it is a weird little uh, spinoff Nintendo had for a while in the arcades. Yeah, I kind of saw some stuff about it, but I don't really have any memories, so... Yeah, they weren't as uh, prevalent as the Play Choices, I think, eventually became. Right. But what they were was a way to retrofit old Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., and Popeye cabinets uh-huh. into pseudo-Nintendo entertainment system hardware. Okay, okay. So it had a very similar architecture, and then you could easily rework a game for the Nintendo or Famicom to the Versus system. Instead of, like, building a whole new thing. Correct. And the big point was that these games were reworked to be played together or versus each other. So they always had, like, a two-player element. Oh, okay. There were a lot of dedicated stand-up cabs converted that way, but there were also a few... Uh, special sit-down versions that had the ability to have four players. Not simultaneously, but two versus two. Oh, okay. And I'm lucky enough that there's a weird, like, Sunday once-a-month co-op selling thing in our area. Oh, all right. It's next to this big art studio. And in one of the spaces there, these guys have, like, a little mini arcade. And uh, one of the random games they have is a versus huh. uh, Nintendo game, but it's a Mario Brothers one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool, though. It is very interesting. I mean, it's I never seen one before that, so it is very cool. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Now, in Japan, Goonies 2 was subtitled The Fratelli's Last Stand. <laughs> yeah. But also, this is a sequel to the movie Goonies. Yeah. And kind of based on that same property. Yeah, it, I mean, it shows through in certain ways. And I don't know about you, but I was a huge fan of Goonies growing up. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't see it when it first came out, so I was a little late to the party, but I, I, re- I remember of it and wanting to see it. It mm-hmm. and Gremlins were two ones that I was deemed too young to see. So Well, luckily I, I did get to see both of them in the theater, and while Gremlins did freak me out, this one <laughs> right. stuck with me, and I would say it's really like a fourth of my my childhood the seminal films that shape sure, who yeah. i am yeah uh you know since i am everything nerd i'm also asthmatic and oh, to have sure. like a main character that had asthma you know i was right, like right, whoa yeah. that was a big deal to me but you know at the same time this movie was so great because i equally wanted to be mouth and data so <laughs> right i mean you had all of your nerd archetypes and there was like which one am i the most i don't know yeah for sure 
And, uh, you know, this is the part where I'm going to just talk about Goonies for a second because sure, I yeah. love the movie and it's kind of important to understand how big of a deal it was and where it fit in for this game to have even been made. Because this right. is a strange thing that it's a sequel that doesn't exist as a movie. Yeah, it, it yeah, it's uh, really weird. It's kind of a baffling mystery when I was a, a child oh, as well. well. We'll get into that a little later for me as well. But <laughs> um, this movie was directed by Richard uh, Donner, who directed Superman 1 right. and 2. Or one and a half, basically. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the screenplay was by Chris Columbus. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, who went on to direct Home Alone. Yeah. yeah. As everyone knows, my favorite film of all time. <laughs> or not. And uh, but that is quite a super team because it was also executive produced by Steven Spielberg. Sure, yeah. Um, all the big names are coming in. Yeah, and it is a story of a, a gang of kids that are out to find a treasure uh, from, you know, underneath a criminal hideout to save the... All their family's properties. Right, from having to move. Yeah. And right? It's like the last day, isn't it? Yes. It's like their last weekend together. And, you know, this really fits into what a lot of people call the, the kids in danger genre yeah. of 80s films, which doesn't really exist anymore because it can't. But I all really love. <laughs> right, right. And in so many of these properties, kids are in mortal danger and they have to band together and, you know, they do their thing. Sure, yeah. I, you know, put a... Lost Boys in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Monster Squad. Yeah, and you know, it's funny because they seem so serious when you're a kid, but yeah. the, a lot of the premise and the way that a lot of the adults are like the Fratellis in this act so cartoonishly and weird that yeah. it's, it wouldn't make sense or be scary to anyone who's not a kid. Correct. But you when know, you are a kid, man, it, you do take it seriously. You know, like when he sets that fire outside the police? Yeah. It, it, it's just, it's not a huge fire. Like, you could just jump through that. Yes. You know, but it, it paralyzes the entire police force or whatever. Like, it's so weird. But as a kid, I was like, man, this is intense. Yeah. He's like, that makes sense. He's clever. Very. And the children in this movie were also, like, the stars of the 80s. Yeah, yeah, that's true, man. You had Sean Astin, who went on to become uh, Lord of the Rings boy. Yeah, Samwise. Samwise, Genji. Yeah. And Rudy. And Rudy. Uh, you had... Corey Feldman, who was Corey Feldman, just in so many things yep, from the eighties, yep, definitely. You have Josh Brolin, who is now Thanos, <laughs> right, right. Uh, Martha Plimpton, oh yeah, yeah, she is in it. Uh, and then uh, even Kehue Kwan, and he is short round in Indiana oh, Jones. Right. So yep, yeah, he well, straddles that's... two of the four properties right there. Yeah, he's a big, he's a hit maker, man. And then of course the soundtrack features the music of Miss Cindy Lauper, yeah, which, queen of the eighties. You know. It's a song that didn't stick with me as much until later. Like, I remember being like, what Goonies theme? Like, w when I would play this game, not just, you know, not this past week or so. Right. But I knew of it by then, but I recently went back and watched the video for it. Oh, the, the like, eight-minute video? Yeah, with a bunch of wrestlers. It's awesome. It and is a great video. I, I remember, my kids watch it. I remember the video very much, and I was like, oh, I didn't even remember the song, but the video really stuck with me. You've got, like, Iron Sheik and Rowdy Ruddy Piper. Yeah, because she was so cool that she was part of that rock and wrestling connection where, you know, she had wrestlers in her videos, and then she also appeared at one of the WrestleManias, if not the first one. Right, well, yeah, and she was uh, buddies with Captain Lou Albano. So yes. The voice of Mario, and even and I think she the live on, action Mario. Yeah, yeah, and she appeared on one of the. Episodes, oh, I know she did because right? I, I had my. I watched those with my kids. <laughs> I I love them. Me too. Well, you know what? Side note: We will do an entire episode about the at least the many forms of Mario in the I, live I, action animated world. I will step up to defend the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. You won't have to defend it from me. So the movie Goonies was released in uh, June, June seventh of nineteen eighty five. So I was six years old. Perfect. Right. Right. Perfect yeah. time to soak it all in. 
And uh, it was not the number one film that weekend because I think Rambo 2 also came out. Oh, yeah. Another big franchise. But it did make $15 million in its box office run, which I think in a lot of money in 1985. Right. Yeah. Sadly, thanks to modern movies, that sounds like a complete flop. It does. But then in 2017, it was selected um, for preservation by the National Film Registry oh. as being one of, a, one of cultural significance. Sure, yeah. So... You know, I, I, I think it definitely is. Yeah, definitely. Very apropos. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Goonies 2? Goonies 2 is a side-scrolling action-adventure platformer. Yeah, it is, I would say, very heavy on the adventure aspect. Absolutely, yeah. This um, is not your typical platforming game. Your goal is not to get to the end of a level, and it's not to get to a boss. Yeah, this game is a uh, very... Ahead of its time in a lot of features, you know. Oh, you're stealing some words I'm going to use later on, but <laughs> agreed. And in this game, you do jump. Yeah, it's a, a pretty decent jump, a little weird in certain ways. But it is a variable jump, a la Mario. You hold down the button, the longer, the higher the jump is. Yeah, and later there are items that will modify it as yes. well. Yes, and you're not helpless. Right away, you start with a weapon, and that weapon is the classic video game child weapon, the yo-yo. Oh, yeah, the deadliest. And, yeah. you know, it's interesting, too, the way it works with the jump because this game, it reminds me of Ninja Gaiden in that when you jump and start moving, you don't turn in the air. Correct. So it it, it lends itself to a kind of weird uh, battle sometimes, you know, when you're, like, jumping around well, backwards. Similar to Castlevania in a way as well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I, it's not a complaint. It's just a weird, it's something I, I kind of like, even though it's I don't really take advantage of it, you know. And this yo-yo is not an instant out. It is also much like the Castlevania whip because it does take a moment to fully extend and mm -hmm. then come back. Yeah, and like if, if you're really good on the timing, you can even get a double hit with it, but it's pretty tricky. Yes. So what really makes this game unique is the fact that unlike your standard platformer, you have a really wide wealth of items. That's, you have a ton of items, yeah. It's an awkward way of saying that, but you do, yeah. A ton. <laughs> I, I prefer a ton. And, uh, you know, for most of the time, you don't see what's going on with these. Right. They're usually in your sub-screen. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in this game, you do have health. And mm -hmm. your health is like a variable. It's a You get bars of it increases as you go through the game. Yeah, you start with two, and it will increase by one every time you rescue a Goonie. Which is the real point of this game, to rescue all the Goonies. Yeah. And not every time you get hit, though, does it decrease one full bar. No, it's pretty variable. If you take a full bar of health from... I don't think, is there anything that strong? Maybe some of the enemies at the very end. Yeah, possibly. But uh, you, you have a decent amount of, of hits. But really, the best way to talk about the other things you're going to find on that bar is to go into your sub-screen. Sure, yeah. And that's separated in a couple different areas as well. Let's start with your implements. Okay, yeah. And these are kind of passive things. Yeah, most of these are, aren't... You don't necessarily use them. Some of them you do, but that's usually in the adventure scenes. Which, which we'll... let's talk about those for just a moment, too, because we didn't really mention those in the beginning. We said action platformer. That's but there's true, a, yeah. definitely a side of this game that there's no platforming. That's right, yeah. There are these kind of, what I thought as a child were very confusing, but as an adult are not that confusing. First person rooms. Yeah, they're, it's very much like Shadowgate or Deja Vu mm -hmm. of that vein. As a kid, I was like, that's so confusing. I get lost in them. But, I rem remember it as well. But as an adult, I realized that you're always just face. It shows you which way you're facing. You can't turn around. There's always just forward, backwards, left, right. Yeah. And when you're, you know, down in the left corner, you can see Mikey and which way you're facing because you'll be coming at these, you know, adventure scenes are in between kind of the front and back halves of the map. It's kind of strange. Yeah. And you have this overall map that does you know, fit the front and back halves. They all match up. 
if you go through a whole uh, room from the back to the front, you'll come out exactly opposite it. Not always, though. unless you warp. Yeah, some of them, and that's what can be very confusing. But the the thing that it can be a stumbling point with that is that you know no matter which way you're facing, you know if you press left, you're moving stage left. So even yes. if you're facing the other way, which it should be inverted, it's not. Only the up and down become inverted or forward and backwards. So which sounds way more confusing than it, it is. It's really not that bad. <laughs> uh, your adult brain should be able to figure this one out. Pretty definitely, yeah, yeah. And when you're in these rooms, you have a couple of different options. You can uh, pick up an item you see there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can hit. Yep. Uh, you can use a tool mm-hmm. or move. Yep. And they all, you know, like the hit, you get a little fist icon and really you just hit walls when you see them because sometimes it reveals hidden stuff. Yeah. Uh, doors <laughs> or chat safes. Yeah. Now to open those safes, you're going to need your very first implement. That's right. The key. Yeah. The keys. And keys are needed to open the safes, but also to rescue any goonie mm-hmm. you find. Cause a goonie is always going to be locked in a, a chamber. Yeah. A jail cell. Yeah. And when you start the game, you find a key ring that lets you hold two keys. Yeah, and you can find more as you go through, increasing your key count. Up to eight? Something like that. Or is it ten and I just didn't find one? Uh, uh, could, I, by the end of the game, I have plenty of keys. <laughs> you know, Correct. You, the but, enemies drop them, so you can collect them there, as well as when you get the key holder, it always has some on it. Yeah, and the only problem is early on, you always want to make sure you have one in case you do stumble upon that goonie. Yeah, or it's time to kill some enemies until they drop. Correct. But that's a nice thing about this game. You can farm fairly easily. Yeah, yeah. Enemies drop a lot of implements, actually. Once you usually, like... You got to go to the right spot. Yeah. But the next implement you're most likely to find is the hammer. Right, and you're probably going to get the most use out of this because it's yeah. very... Well, you're going to use it everywhere you hit with your fist, and it didn't do something. Yeah, because sometimes if you use the hammer, it'll reveal doors or other more hidden stuff. Yeah, or the hammer can also be used to hit the ceiling or mm-hmm. the floor to sometimes create a hole in the floor or ceiling. Yes. But it is only used in those first-person rooms. Which, and, you know, it does get pretty repetitive where yes. just every time you see one you're like all right i gotta punch every surface and hammer every surface just to see what's in here you know and it, well you don't really have to do the ceiling and floor though until you get one of the later items that's true that's true it's just useless at that point but i mean it's good to know true you know what i mean instead of backtracking i don't know well we'll talk about this later now any door or uh you have uncovered with the hammer once you leave that room will be covered over again right you'll have to rehammer it yep but if there is a uh, safe and you've opened it with a key, it will be open next time you come. Oh, nice. So at least you know you've done that. And uh, sadly, though, uh, 90% of the time, the safes just have variably useful hints. Something that I didn't, uh, or that I read after after beating the game, was that only the hidden safes uh-huh. have items. The rest are all just clues. Oh, I didn't really notice that or think about that either, but it makes so a lot of sense. It, that might be, you know, it sounded right to me, so it's a way to save your keys if you need them. Yeah. You know? But you can always farm for them, so I yeah. always open them just to be safe and to make sure that uh, I didn't have to worry about it in the future. Hey, yep, same here. Next up, we have the candle, and it, you'll never guess what it does. Oh, uh, burns bushes, right? That's no, not in this one. When you enter a dark room, you use the candle, and it is now lit up. Yeah. But what's cool is that you can still maneuver through dark rooms. Right. You, you don't need the candle. Can you do any, like, can you, if you need to hit a wall, can you do that in the dark? I don't think so. Right. But you can move through them. I, yeah, I, I noticed that. Um, and I think you have to. 
or you can early on before you get the candle. Mm, yeah. Uh, following that, we have the transceiver, and this one is a little. This is a little less uh, obvious. Its use. Yeah, it gives you. You use it in the adventure scenes to get. What do you talk to the other Goonies? Yeah, and you'll get clues. I did not find this item <laughs> when I played. Okay. So I. Yeah. It's, I mean, they're not the greatest of clues. Right. I mean, you have several sources to get mediocre clues all Correct. over this game. So, you know, they eventually will add up to something, I think. Uh, much more useful after that is the ladder. Oh, yeah. And when we mentioned sometimes you'll see holes in the ground mm-hmm. or sometimes you'll create them or the yeah. ceiling. Yep. And then you can use the ladder to then enter that hole. Yeah, and it's always a little tricky. Because you have to press forward. You always have to press forward to use the ladder, even though sometimes it's pointing down or you're going down. Like I, I kept messing up and leaving the room. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> so yeah. But again, only used in those first person scenes. Yeah, and there's no like danger or anything. It's nope. just kind of foolish. So. Uh, after that, we have the glasses, and this one was always very confusing to me as a child. Yeah. Because you're gonna encounter two old women in the course of the game that said they wish they had glasses. Yeah. And you cannot give these ladies the glasses. Is that just nothing then? That is nothing. Okay, because it's I just there to that. confuse you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The eventually you get the glasses and they reveal hidden doors. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah, it's so it's it, just another thing you have to do to a, to a room once you have glasses. Yeah, there there are hidden doors that you cannot expose otherwise. So it's like with your punch, fists. then hit with the hammer, then use glasses. Yeah, yeah. That's the order I usually go in. <laughs> right. And then uh. On a more useful note than the glasses or more fun is eventually you'll find some scuba gear. And sometimes when you see a hole in the floor, there's water in it. Yeah. You, you can't go in it and you can't use a ladder on it. But if you have the scuba gear, you can select it and then you just, you're in. Yeah. Once I finally got it, it was like uh like a bell went off when I realized. I was like, oh, that's what those things are. Those puddles, you know, because mm. I never understood where I was like, what is this for? Do you get a fish hook or something? Or? No. And you actually <laughs> jump into these water holes and then you're in like a water level in scuba gear and you no longer use your yo-yo. You now have a spear gun. Yeah. That shoots across the entire screen. I wish you had it the whole time. And you have like a kind of a Mario style swim. Yeah, it's it's very it's kind of tough though because yeah, it's not as much time was put into the controls of the swim <laughs> as they were the rest of the game. Well, you will start to sink fast. You really Real fast. you have to jam on that button to swim up. So I it's... found them to be rather hard because it's also kind of hard to line yourself up to aim at the fish. Yep. So I I took a lot of damage in these areas, and well, I and I died falling into the the depths of the nothings at least yeah. once. There are, there are pit deaths in this game, and a lot of them I found were in this brief water stages because <laughs> they, you they were for me. You have to swim right above the bottom of the screen so if you screw up once your guy you know mikey falls like a stone yeah and and it's over you probably should have taken the weights out of that off off that belt before i started the scooping but i guess you know he's not a a seasoned scuba diver probably you're carrying a lot of equipment you are (laughs) uh now following that we have a couple just quality of life items and these ones are all passive Mm -hmm. they just work as soon as you get them you never have to select them Right. They just are. They are pre-equipped. And first up, we have the helmet. Yeah, which is a nice one. It protects you from falling spikes. Or icicles. I, yeah, but really, it's just in the one area. There are icicles, right? Like, yeah, and there's only spikes in like one area, too. Yeah, I I mean, it was nice once I had it, but... It's... I did get hit in the head by a spike once. But then, yeah. oddly enough, once I had the helmet, never again. They, um, I did it once. It bounces off. Kind of rewarding, but right. those are pretty mild falling spikes anyways they're Correct. not hard to avoid what really is the the saving grace is when you get the raincoat yes 
This is a very nice item because there are certain caves that will have waterfalls, intermittent mm-hmm. waterfalls, and geysers of water p- droplets. Yes, like hot steam vents. Yeah, and it, they will not hurt you anymore. Once... They, they traditionally do hurt you and do knockback, so you can easily knock you off a moving platform or yeah, all yeah. kinds of annoying things. Yes, they're again, you can get past them. They're not the worst ones I've seen of that type, but mm-hmm. it's just nice once you don't have to worry about them at all. Yeah, because a lot of time it's you just having to wait on them, and it's a timing issue. Mm-hmm. So this lets you just barrel through. Absolutely. And then towards the very end of the game, you'll find the bulletproof vest. Oh, yeah. And this is great because, well, it works just like it sounds. You, I don't think you take any damage from bullets. Oh, yeah. Okay. But more importantly, it halves all your other damage. Yeah, yeah. Which is like 100% necessary with the final enemies that you encounter in this game. Yeah, in the last area, you start seeing some strange dragons and stuff that are super strong. Yes. Or at least they would be if you didn't have this. Like, Correct. they're still pretty tough. Yeah, especially because they take a million hits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, after that, we have everyone's favorite section of the game, the weapons section. And it's yep. also in your sub-menu there, and you can switch between these weapons whenever you pause it. Now, yeah. you start with that yo-yo. That's right. Uh, but then secondly, you'll most likely find the slingshot. Yeah, and you know, I I didn't see this. I know I post-game, I, I found out there's one very close to the beginning of the game, but yes. I missed it completely. And you get 40 shots with it. And there's no refills dropped. But uh, when you run out, you can go back and pick it up again. Okay. I have seen enemies drop the slingshot. but now, Yeah, that is a very rare drop from the enemies. Every time they were over a pit or something, it was taunting I, me. I was able to get it a couple times for them because one of the things that happens in this game is you can die. And when you die, you lose all of your, your weapons, mm-hmm. but nothing else. And your keys. Right. The keys is the worst part, I think. Yes, very much so. You keep everything, you uh, you keep your yo-yo and any other weapons you pick up, but you lose your slingshot. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, okay, whatever. So it was always yeah, nice yeah. to get it back from a dropped from an enemy. Sure, yeah. Uh, because the slingshot shoots a, a small projectile across the entirety of the screen, so you have a ton more range than the boomerang. Yeah, and I think you can have two shots on screen at once. I think so. So it's a little quicker, you know. But I barely ever used it. Uh, same here. Because the real MVP is the, of this game is the one you find third, and that is the boomerang. Yeah, the boomerang. And I hilariously talked to you uh, partway through playing this game. Right, right. You had not discovered all the all of the true powers of the boomerang. Right. Well, um, it's yeah. I mean, it works like you would imagine a boomerang does. It does. I did not realize that you can, it is eight directional fire. Yeah. Um, and the way you do that though is a little complicated because there's auxiliary weapons you use by pressing up. And attack. Yeah, you know, Castlevania style. But if you jump and press up or jump and press up on di- any of the diagonals, you can throw it yeah. those directions. Yeah. And then the downwards, you don't have to do anything special. You just press that direction and throw it. Yeah, yeah. And once you have this it weapon, it just becomes so much nicer because you can attack enemies before you get to their area. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I can see, though, with the certain, you know, you'll fight like scorpions or enemies. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of them that take three, three hits. hits. So it's... I, well, I like to have the yo-yo to just bust them out real fast sometimes, but... Once you know where everything is going to spawn, though, you can already have that boomerang going. Yeah. It'll hit them, bounce back through them, you catch it and throw it again, boom, that's your three hits. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really what rewards you once you know where everything's going to be and, and lets you move through the game a lot quicker. 
Yeah, yeah. But like you said, you can only have one boomerang out on the screen at a time, and it is slower than the yo-yo. So if you're not as uh, comfortable with it, you can be caught flat-footed a few times, and it's out there while enemies are barreling down on you. Yeah, so is the boomerang, it's the same strength as the yo-yo, boomerang, and slingshot are all the same strength, right? I think so. Because there are, you know, early on, there are some enemies. Most enemies will take one hit, a few that'll take three, maybe. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) in the latter half of the game, you'll start going up against these monsters where you you have to hit them 16 or like 20 times to kill them. They're not. (laughs) And we'll talk about each one of those, I think, in the level by level section. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I don't know. It's crazy. Inflation, right? (laughs) Right. Uh, Then, of course, there's the harpoon, which is only used when you are in that scuba suit. Mm hmm. But then you have your auxiliary weapons, the ones that uh, you can use by pressing up and attack. Yeah, and these are all, or they're they're limited in inventory. Yeah, because you find fire crates or whatever that allow you to carry more of them in those first-person rooms. Yeah. And like we said, these also drop from enemies. And then you have your standard bomb, where you just drop the bomb, and in Mm -hmm. a few seconds it explodes. Yeah. Um, Which is nice. I don't think the explosion hurts you. Oh, okay. You're immune to it. I have, yeah, I didn't mess around with it too much. Right. Um, even though I had, through chance, I came across way more bomb boxes. Agreed, same here. Than I did the fire boxes. But more importantly is the standard old school video game go to the Molotov cocktail. Yeah, which you lob it out there and it will explode into some fire. and uh, It can some, hurt you. Hurt you very badly. It, yeah, but it does real damage. Like you can kill some of these enemies that are... You know, it is required for some of the later enemies in the game. Yeah, definitely. There's no way you're fighting them. (laughs) And I guess the fact that, you know, anyone whose parents drink alcohol can make a Molotov cocktail. Oh, yeah. Has uh, really limited their use, I think, after the mid to late 80s (laughs) in video games and and, uh, things like that. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, yeah, choice weapon. However, did we say with the bombs, they... You can use them to find secret doors in a few places. Like three places. Yeah, not very many. And the bombs can be used underwater uh, for that very purpose as well. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, there's one secret door in there where you can get a... Well, free man. Well, I'll bring it up. Oh, okay. And then uh, next up, you have a little box that tells you which pair of shoes you're wearing for all you sneakerheads out there. That's right. You can you but, start with some shoes. Yeah, and the best part is is that they are all Converse. Yeah, they're all you get three different colors of Converse. And one thing I didn't mention when we start talking about this is you might think, well, it's kind of weird for you to have some of these things. But you know, if you watch the film, one of the characters in Goonies is uh, Data. Oh, and sure. He makes yeah. his own inventions, and one of his inventions are different types of shoes. That's right. Yeah, and I think. Part of these are supposed to be a continuation of that theme. Yeah, yeah, it fits there. I can see that. You have your standard shoes, you know, that you run start with, and uh, did I mention they're Converse? Because that's the best part. Oh yeah. And uh, then well, you they're, get, they're like classic black Converse. Yes. Then you get your hyper shoes, which yeah. are Converse with wings. Yeah, red Converse. And those let you run uh, and climb ladders at twice the normal speed. Yeah, and uh, it, they're they're great. That's that speeds this game up so much. Oh yeah, and you can jump further because of that as well. Yeah, your and momentum. There's actually two places to find this in the game. So. Oh really? Yeah. Sweet. Uh, there's like the secret place by the bridge. Mm-hmm. This is the early spot, and then there's a ladder one in the game. Oh, all right. Did you get the bridge one? Yeah. Okay. I mean that that's classic. Yeah, well, there passed is down few, through the ages. Yeah, I know there were there are a few. We'll talk about them later. But these hints that I, I barely played this game. Spoilers, but I, they stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And then finally, you get the spring shoes. Yeah, and those are uh, just what you think. They let you jump super high. Yeah, they're blue. Now they don't make you run any faster. You run your original speed with those. Yeah, and I mean, 
and the jump is almost too high for like normal use so they're only really used in a couple uh, places where you either have to or if you're like i just really want to skip a whole area yeah and get yeah. to the next platform precisely yeah and as, as soon as you're done with the uh, the requiring jump switch back to hyper yeah that's exactly the way to go <laughs> yeah uh then you also get to a little, a little graphic of all the goonies you've rescued there are four boys and two girls to rescue out there yeah so you, you always have your progress of that um and i wanted to ask you uh are they in like a particular order like when I did it, the two my two girl goonies I rescued were in the middle. Like that's it, how can, I did it as well. Is yeah, that, I think okay. so. I wonder if that's like tied to you know what I mean? Is the are the two female goonies the same two, or is it just always your second, fourth? I think fifth? it's I think it's always that way. Ah, I got you. Okay. Now the the vast majority of the screen though is t- taken up by a huge map. Yeah. And this map, like you said, is a little confusing because it doesn't really give you much information. It just gives you a basic layout of all the areas and where you are what square you're at in it yeah uh you have a little uh it's just a very big grid and it it can be kind of deceptive because it doesn't really depict which screens you can freely move between you know the the map is actually sectioned off by areas that you can only enter you know this chunk of the map from uh doors the adventure scenes correct and you can look at the other side of the map at will yeah yeah now one thing we didn't mention is there's yet another item that won't actually show up in your inventory Oh, right. And that is the magic locator. The magic locator. And the magic locator will show you where the next Goonie is on the map. Is it always in the same order? The next one from you, like the like that you've you've caught. I got you. I, I just, I mean, because there I, is a, a set kind of order because you have to have these items, right, right, and you have to go through. I mean, if okay. you went through them logistically, I think is the order it shows you. It was just curious, yeah, because like there were a few goonies that I found when I was just exploring right. without the magic locator. So I was, you know, curious. Like, what, you don't have a, to go in a set order, if but it's, if there's one locator tied to one goonie location, you know, you know I don't know about that. To be right. honest with you, I just assume. Yeah, that would be the I, I next just one. I was curious if later I would get a magic locator for a goonie I had already rescued. Because I don't think there's one for every single goonie. Oh, okay, okay. I know I didn't get that many, so. Yeah, because I didn't either. But that's it for your your pause menu. Back at the normal screen, you know, like you said, you have your health, and you get more health by when you kill an enemy. They can drop, like we said, bombs, keys, or hearts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when you get a heart, that's one bar of health. It's nice, yeah. Mikey, and that's by the way who you are, Mikey, the mm-hmm. protagonist from the first uh, movie. Yeah, and or the main character of the mini Goonies. Right, right. And he does have lives as well. You get a stock of three lives when you start yeah. the game. But I don't think there's any way to get extra lives outside of those secret rooms. Yeah, there's a few of them that you can find, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you, you don't, don't get a drop. You don't find a tiny Mickey. Yeah, I never. Mickey. Mikey head. I, yeah, I never saw them. And when you die, you are given the choice of continuing or quitting. Right, right. And if you quit, you get a password. Yeah, Ma Fratelli gives it to you, right? Yeah, she does. <laughs> a really good sprite of her. Yeah, actually, it's pretty faithful. Uh, and in a cartoony way. Uh, and then if you cho- choose to continue, you just start over without any of the, like we said, you don't start with any of your keys or bombs, bombs or your slingshot. Yeah, but you'll get all your implements. So. And you start fairly close to where you died. Yeah, you were like in the same usual area. Yeah. that uh, It's uh, very forgiving for, you know. Agreed. Well, Nick, this game is a Konami classic. 
please tell me that they had a good manual for such a, you know, a well-received game. Well, uh, this manual's all right, I guess. Um, it's a, a mere 15 pages. Okay. Um, it's uh, it's all black and white. Uh, the return of more drawn screenshots. Mm. Konami was a fan of that, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a few, like, item art. You do get some character art for, uh, like, Mikey and the Goonies and the Fratellis mm-hmm. that look really strange. Like, they look like a newspaper cartoon style. It's, it's, it's a weird art style that's, huh. I mean, it's not bad. It's just I've never seen it in any other, like, most video games had different style you know gotcha and we should mention they do kind of change up the way the fratellis look in this game ma looks the same but the boys are like just standard mobsters there's like a, a short one a tall one and that's it yeah yeah well it's like there's one guy who has a bow and Eventually, one guy has yeah. a gun and and then the short one pipsqueak who i don't think is in the movies right no okay but yeah so you do get a little story with uh you know the fratellis are back and this time They've kidnapped Annie and the Six Goonies. Wait, who's Annie? Oh, Annie is your best friend, the mermaid. Oh, of course. I'm guessing you met her um, somehow through your pirate adventures or the squid that's cut out of the Goonies film. Somewhere, yeah. There was a a mermaid back there, too. So um, for whatever reason, they found her and kidnapped her, and you have to rescue them. Okay. And it's pretty interesting, at least in the game, where uh, you'll see that... uh, that sprite of Ma Fratelli's, you know, her talking to you, and she, like, challenges you to come to our base and get her. Yeah. Like, it's not like... <laughs> she just wants revenge, because you put her in jail. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like they're not trying to get away with anything. It's not no. like, you know, most of the time in, in a game, they'll say, don't even try, because you'll never make it. But... No, they just want to kill you. <laughs> they're just luring you there to murder you. They're child murderers. Now, since this game is pretty strange especially for the time you know it does a serviceable job i guess of describing like the differences between the action scenes and the adventure scenes Mm -hmm. Uh, it does give you some hints about hitting everywhere and using glasses to find hidden doors and stuff i gotcha and it does go through all the items and stuff very briefly does it give you a place to record any passwords um it does give you a very brief it's like half a page at the end but it calls it it's, it's for scores oh which there are none but it does okay one thing that actually really helped me was in the controls in the adventure scene Mm -hmm. if you want to cancel your way out of a command you press start yes which actually can be very confusing because there will be points where you have hit move on accident and there's nowhere to go and there's nowhere to go and you're just like what do i do i I had a panic attack like the first time because i thought if i frozen the game is it over like there's no way out of this like but of course there has to be it's a professionally made game correct but yeah, I mean, you know, it gives you a good basic overview of the game stuff. Uh, nothing too fancy. Yeah, cool. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Goonies 2? Uh, well, um, I did not, I've never really played this game until recently, like for real. Gotcha. Now, this was not a game that I owned uh, because a kid named Ricky uh, around the corner owned Ricky. it. Tricky Ricky, huh? And I would borrow it from him a lot, especially in the summer. Okay. So much so that like I wasn't really friends with him closely. Like He was like, I lived in a neighborhood with lots of kids. Nice. So... You pretty much had your crew that was block to block, and he lived on a different block. We'd only team up for like flashlight tag, kickball, that right, kind of stuff. Right. Maybe a huge game of war. Okay, okay. So when I showed up at his door in the summer, in the afternoons, he pretty much knew I wanted to trade him a game for Goonies. Right. <laughs> so I'd come with like one of the games I wasn't too fond of. I was like, I could lose this. Although he was a pretty trustworthy kid. Right, right. And he'd be like, do you want to borrow Goonies? I'd be like, yes, please. And he was nice enough to usually let me borrow it. Sure, yeah. So, you know, because of that, I did play a fair amount of Goonies. But more importantly, this game was such a mystery to me for many, many years. Well, I 
I remember seeing it, you know, before I had ever played it for a long time in the, you know, official Nintendo Player's Guide, mm-hmm. which has some maps and it, you know, a lot of items. So I was always very interested, but I had, I maybe rented it once, but I couldn't get, wrap my mind around the, the dungeons. Yeah. And not only was it confusing, the great mystery to me was, where was Goonies 1? Sure, yeah. I yeah. had never seen it in the arcade, like you. Well, and, and, so and I was constantly looking for this game. By the, I loved Goonies. By the time I had seen Goonies 1 in the arcade, I thought it was this game. So it was much later because I had already seen that player's oh, okay. guide. And it, it confused the heck out of me because I was you, know, you don't have a yo-yo, you have a weird kick. And... So before the internet, there was no way to look <laughs> for this stuff if there's actually any young people listening to our show. Probably not. <laughs> in but the days of yore. You could ask other kids, but... Mainly, it was like every time I went to a rental store, I looked for Goonies 1. Did it exist? Right, right. Anytime, any st- I spent many times searching at Toys R Us. And I thought, well, maybe there's a Goonies 2 movie that I missed. Right, right. So yeah. I would always look for that, too. I couldn't figure out where how this property existed on its own. It's Yeah, it's it was a strange, strange egg. But beyond that, I mean, I was obsessed with Goonies as a kid. We played Goonies. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, so... I, of course, was super into this game. I never owned it just because of the fact that it was close to me. But also, as you said, it was very hard to wrap my brain around as a kid. And therefore, I never beat it as a child either. Right, right. And that brings us to our more recent experience with this game, Nick. Yeah. Um, I actually own it, the cartridge. Uh, friend Bill gave me a copy. Right, right. And he, the copy he gave me actually had a hand-drawn map in it. Nice. That had doors marked on it. But this was years ago. As I've gone through and tried to use that map over the years, I've discovered that it's wrong. (laughs) So shame on you, whoever made that fake map. But otherwise, I've always played this game off and on, but still never beat it until we played it for the show. Okay, yeah. Um, I beat it as well. Um, I was determined to try to do it on my own, but eventually, you know, I was was having a great time just wandering around, but Mm -hmm. I I had to use some help to find the ladder in the glass. Maybe I... Well, I used the map for the very last portion of the game. I didn't do a walkthrough or anything like that. Right. And right. I didn't use any save states because you really don't need to. No, no, it doesn't really behoove So you. I played this, I think, over about four or five sessions. Yeah. And the first few times was just me. I remembered pretty clearly where the first two Goonies were. But a lot of the items I was fishy on, so I would yeah. go back and forth through a lot of the same rooms. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, still pretty fun. And uh, like I said, I think I made it up through the third, uh, fourth Goonie, the underwater Goonie, before I had to turn to a map and okay, really be okay. like, what what comes next? I had two, you know, and, and I had a magic locator for a Goonie, and I, I just did not know how to get there. And Probably, I needed there's the a weird warp. Or, yeah, it was, I mean, I was in the room, but. Oh, okay. You I didn't have, yeah, yeah. So eventually it was just through virtue of, I, I didn't have, I was like, I don't know how much time I've got, I got to beat this game. <laughs> so right. uh, I, I used the map for a bit of a cheat, but honestly, it's if you would make your own map, which is kind of a pain, but mm-hmm. it's also kind of required unless you have a really sharp memory. Because yeah, or you know. you, and like I said, if you've played through it a hundred times, at least the first half as a kid, you, you yeah, have a lot yeah. of that map memorized. Sure, yeah, yeah. So you, you have to come to learn and know the the map really. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, uh, I did beat it on natural, and uh, I really enjoyed doing so. Yeah, yeah. Same here. Well, folks, hopefully you read the title of the show and you saw that this is uh, part one of two when it comes to Goonies 2. Goonies 2, part two. Which means next week's game will be still Goonies 2. That's right. We've got to get through the entirety of this map and where you find things. We're not going to get down to the granular level, but we are going to talk about the strange 
enemies you find and kind of the adventures you have in each world. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a lot to take in. There is. So if you haven't yet found a copy of this game, do so in any way you can. Grab your controllers and play along, friends. Yeah, yeah. And remember, if, uh, if, if you're a fan of this game, or maybe you just like to rescue mermaids, I don't know, uh, let us know at uh, cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and uh, you know we'll hear your mermaid stories. And if you want to remind me that Goonies never say die, one, is one of the great taglines, which has been adopted for shirts and whatever, but is actually just a passing line in, in the <laughs> middle of like a monologue, please let yeah, me yeah. know that you know we'll be living forever on Facebook at Cartridge <laughs> Command or the Twitterverse at Cart Command on Twitter. I often let you know, well, I phrase that, I sometimes let you know when new shows drop on uh, <laughs> those channels, but we always check. So if you want to give us a shout out or ask a question, you can do through there, no problem. But it is, of course, those fine and wonderful folks to give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. For it is uh, the hard-earned dollars that they give to us every month that actually makes this show physically and metaphysically possible. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, they're sharing their treasure with One-Eyed Willie. Yeah. We get a little portion. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there are costs involved with this show. We're just a couple of working class guys. We do this in our spare time because we love these games. And, you know, yeah. we, we like being able to share them with everyone out there. As long as you keep giving us a little bit of money, we'll keep making the show. And uh, so thank you. Thank you all so very much. That's right. And as always, Cartridge Commandos. Game on! Game on. song i know like one of the best man